G'day listeners and welcome back to another episode of the Keeper League podcast with our AFL fantasy podcast that doesn't talk about the superstars. We only talk about the lesser knowns and the players that are going to bring value to your draft and Keeper League teams. My name's Hef and I'm joined by my co-host Kays. How are you going mate? Hefy, very well. And I'm joined by the rising star of the uh, Div 4 uh, what is Adelaide, it? Adelaide Amateur, Amateur League, League. Oh at the ripe old age of 30, the rising star, uh, Hayden Doskenny. How are you going mate? Going well, mate. Yeah, thanks for coming along on the weekend and watching me. And uh, I heard a couple of comments from the sidelines during the game as well that really? I was very appreciative of. Really? What I don't know if it was you guys or whoever <laughs> was standing near you yelling out something to do with thirst. That I, was me. That, yeah. oh, okay. <laughs> definitely heard it that. It was, uh, definitely wasn't me because I was pretty distracted for the first half bringing my three-year-old. It's just it's very hard to watch footy and kind of chase them around the whole time. But the uh, second half, uh, the, my partner came and took Alf home. So, um, yeah, I guess he got to watch in the second half. And I'm glad you heard that. That makes me feel good. Yeah, Missed all the best parts. I think the highlights were early, but that's all right. I saw a sweet smother in the second quarter. I don't know why, but I just really appreciated that smother. That's about it. Thanks, mate. If and anyone wants to see it, the goal, it's on my Twitter. I'm sure that the Keeper League <laughs> pod can retweet that. Sure. I've never seen a more like front running kind of, you know, if it went wrong, he would have looked bad, but you know, it worked out, just got forward, ran into an open goal and uh, what did you, 35 metres out? Slotted it straight through the middle too. 55 probably. Yeah. <laughs> Howling wind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, knee deep mud, all, know, that, all that yeah, stuff. All that, yeah, nah. All right, move on, boys. We just had a. Um, I don't actually get. There's a comment just come through. It, it looks funny, but I don't actually get it. That hairline must be lining up on Max King this week. That's I don't know what that means, but uh, yeah. Hairline. I don't know. Anyway, we'll leave it at that. But uh, yeah, no, nice work on your debut, Dossie. It was uh, good fun to go out there and watch you play some footy. Good to get back to the local footy. Yeah, cheers, boys. Appreciate uh, well. the support. Nah, so we've got a big week on the pod. Uh, round three has just finished. We'll get stuck into the round. Rewind in a second, but uh, we'll take a second to thank our sponsors, Manscaped. Uh, this month is Testicular Cancer Awareness Month. So that's underway, given that it's uh, April already. But uh, Manscaped's partnered with the uh, Testicular Cancer Society to bring awareness to testicular testicular cancer, men's health, and early cancer detection. So Manscaped is committed to raising awareness for the most common form of cancer in men aged 13 to, sorry, 15 to 35 and uh, support for fighters, survivors, and families impacted by testicular cancer as part of their We Save Balls campaign. Um, so basically the idea is you, you check yourself before you wreck yourself. Uh, that's their little slogan they've got going there. But yeah, just make sure you give yourself a good check and you can do that while you're using your uh, Lawnmower 4.0 as well, which uh, mm. Dossie uses on a daily basis because he likes to keep himself uh, pretty clean down there. But, uh, <laughs> Aerodynamic. Yeah, exactly. He needs it for the footy, mate. Yeah, no. yeah. So Something to do with the uh, skins he wears as well, I think. He needs it for the chafe. Did you try like the anti-chafe balm yeah. instead of the skins? <sighs> uh, yeah, no, I tried them. Uh, no, I better try them out. I still yeah. haven't got there. You so still haven't got there? Yeah, you might not need those skins anymore, mate. You can save yourself a bit of coin. But, I'll try uh, them this week at training. <laughs> I'll let you know how it goes. <laughs> All right. But yeah, so if you want to get uh, your hands on some Manscaped products, uh, Manscaped will actually donate a portion um, to the Testicular Cancer Awareness Society. Um, so, yeah, if you want to get involved in that, uh, head to manscaped.com, use the code KEEPER20, get 20% off and free shipping with the code KEEPER20, that is. And, uh, yeah, time to throw out your old hygiene habits, upgrade your life, become a better person by using Manscaped, apparently. So, All here right. we go. Yeah. All right. I don't think we need to riff too much on that. We've talked about DOS's footy. We've talked about Manscaped. I think we can get into the round rewind. Let's do it. 
All right, first game of the weekend was Western Bulldogs versus Sydney, and I had the pleasure of sitting down and watching this one. And there's a player I got pretty excited about watching, but we'll talk about him a bit later. But we'll talk about some Western Bulldogs players first. So Bailey Smith is the first player I'm going to talk about, and he had 108 points. Now, boys, he's getting bulk CBAs. We, we thought he'd be out in the wing again, but he's playing in the middle a fair bit, and that's even with um, Libertore coming back in as well, like we weren't too sure a couple of weeks ago. Do we 2G him? Surely he's already been 2G'd. No, I don't think he was because he wasn't over the 80 mark last season. Oh, Jeez. Yeah. So he's he's averaging 131 this yeah, year. He's 2G'd, isn't he? Yeah. yeah, no, oh, yeah. no one's giving him up. Let's move on. Uh, Alex Keith had 95 points, uh, 19 disposals, six marks and four tackles. Just a tip of the cap game there. He's not a player I love in fantasy, but every now and then key defender can pop up, especially when you take a few grabs and yeah, goes right. Now the next one, Laith Vandermeer. So he scored 88 points and he was really lively up forward. Um, he kicked one goal, one, took six marks. He always does a few little nice things here and there. And I think he was a bit of a classic play last year with a low starting price and earned a bit of money for some owners if I remember correctly. Kaze, you're pretty keen on him on the Waver Wire mm. podcast. Would you condone picking up Laith Vandermeer? Um, I would in a, in a genuine keeper league, I think. I think he's a guy who just passes the eye test. Um, obviously, we know there's always the pitfalls of um, drafting, you know, young Bulldogs players is, you know, will they ever get a crack in that midfield one or, you know, in a good position? And we know that they can get bevered at times too. But uh, there's just something I really like about him. Works high up the ground, which is always great for, for a guy with that forward status. So, um, yeah, I, I'm, a, I'm a fan. I'm a fan. On board the Laith Vandermeer. Yeah, I'd probably want to see him do it a few more times, but he just looks nice when he's out there. So, yeah, he's just one to keep your eye on, I think. Uh, look, here's the one I'm really excited to talk about. We're moving on to Sydney here. So, boys. Chad Warner. No. Oh. The Lizard. Lizard is the man I want to talk about. <laughs> Nick Blakey. Okay, so that's uh, for those who don't know the nickname Lizard. Apparently, it was named after the Men in Black uh, character. It's one of them that looks like a lizard or something like that, and that's what his dad referred him to. So I actually looked it up, Men in Black Lizard, and like it's more of a it's more of a cockroach that it looks like, but it's um yeah it doesn't mm. it does actually resemble Nick Blakey quite well. So I'll anyway, have to look it up. He had 106 points, um, and he was the top scorer for Sydney. He's looking super at home in defence um, after playing the wing and forward earlier in his career. And like we were worried about Lloyd a couple of weeks ago and Lloyd's come in. He's still taking half the kick-ins off Lloyd. You know, Lloyd's taking 10 a week and then Blakey's basically taking five. So he's still getting a few. But he's even popping up, taking a few grabs. He's rebounding pretty well. Now, boys, I put a poll out on Twitter uh, to see if the listeners think he should be crowned. 2G4P. Ooh. Given though he's averaging, I think he's at 80, 80 and 100 now, so he's right up there. 63% said he's 2G4P from the Twitter poll. So now the question comes to you guys. So I've ticked it off. The listeners have basically ticked it off, voted the majority. I've got to tick it off with you boys now. Is Lizard 2G4P? That's what I want to know. Dossie, what do you think? First up. Um, I think I was going to say, like I was thinking um, in draft league, it, well, I've got him in my keeper and I was like, trying to sell him high <laughs> I think after round one I was like throwing a few trades out there um, nobody bit unfortunately because I do demand quite a bit from my trades that, yeah that's not surprising um, but then no obviously he's popped the big ton as well and, and I'm getting trade offers coming my way now for the Liz and I don't know if I'll be taking <laughs> but look at his I think um, I was going to say like oh can we wait a few weeks but then you look at his next three matchups, and if you do, they are incredibly juicy. I'll, I'll try and get them up quickly, but it's like I think it's pretty much going to be a given that he'll get it after playing North Melbourne, West Coast, and Hawthorne in his next three. Can we just wait one week because um, yep. we haven't seen, you know, maybe the holy trinity of fantasy 
stars back there in Lloyd McInerney and Blakey all in one team. Yeah, true. Because Lloyd missed one. the first game when yeah, yeah. Uh, the other two guys played. We haven't seen them all together. McInerney I'm was not, quite on the wing though the first he was, week. Though, he so. was, but you know, there's nothing stopping Horse throwing a few magnets around in that back line. Yeah, true. Uh, I'm happy to wait a week. Look, I want to see another wait a week. Wait, wait, wait one more week. If you get four weeks of averaging 80 plus, that's oh. surely 2G4P. Oh, yeah. um, all right, so that was uh, Nick Blakey. Just a couple more quick ones. So Buddy Franklin, 95 points. I said last week, you know, he might not be scoring that well again, not getting fed the footy as much, but he only kicked two goals this week, but uh, backed up with seven marks. 10 kicks and 9 handballs I think it's just one of those players you get super cheap in your forward lines because mm. you know he seems to have the body right but like people would give him up for a you know relatively speculative draft pick you know if you wanted to, to get a half decent score in your forward line if you're going for a flag or something like that so um, yeah I think Buddy's a good one to target if you're in the window I think so yeah, if you're not caring too much about next year or the year after that, but mm. he's one to think about. Um, yeah, he's going to put up some good scores. He'll probably get injured at some stage as well and miss a bit of footy. But uh, yeah, apart from that, he's, uh, when he plays, he could put up some good scores. Uh, Chad Warner's just another one I want to mention. He had 79 points, so quite a week for him. But Sydney didn't really control the footy that well in the first half, so it's hard for him to get his hands on the pill. So I think he'd be better just for the run uh, coming for his second game back. And uh, look, the interesting one is Hickey got injured. So it's And it looks like it's going to be for a while as well. I think I missed the update today. But I think it, it was like good. six weeks. So, yeah, yeah, it's that extended I period, I think. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens. Do they run with the Armadi party, which they had, or the Hayden McLean, which they'll kind of running three forward, or is it time for Peter Laddams? Uh, what's your Manscaped nut feel there, Kays? Who comes in? My Manscaped nut feel is you got to play Pistol Pete. Oh, I'm pretty excited about this. I wish I still owned him, but uh, I think you got to play him. I think yeah. you got to play him. I don't think Calvin Sinclair's out for ages, and you know, like what's your smooth ball the, call there, Dossie? The quote was about six weeks today yep. in the news. Uh, yeah, I'd, I'd be hot. I'd be keen on Laddams. You got to You got to give him a crack. And we know Laddams is a pretty good fantasy scorer when he's a number one ruck. So it's going to be pretty interesting there. I think. All right, uh, let's move on to the next game: Melbourne versus Essendon. Who had that one? Dossie looked after my Bombers this week. Did so, you, you know. I sure did. The cream of the AFL crop, there the Bombers. Go. Yeah, and I want to talk about a guy that, God, I missed. So, I missed that first game that he played this year when he went monstrous. I'm talking about the rising star of round one, Nick Martin. Mm-hmm. He he dropped a 130 in round one. You know, a lot of us would have jumped to that waiver and, and picked him up as our first pick, especially being such a young player. I think he's only 20 years old. I was like, you know, yeah, five snags. Some people have done that on debut and then don't back it up. Now, look, he had a 71, which you might be like, I mean, that's still very serviceable mm, in a keeper a for gamer. a forward for Absolutely. a second gamer. But looking at him, like he is seriously good. <laughs> I, I was like, I was like, man, this guy, he gets into space like yeah, that was the thing the that I noticed of the most out of that first game. It's where he kicked his goals. He's just a yeah. most a, a dossy, just front runs and gets into that <laughs> space for easy yeah. goals. Doesn't no. know where his man is half the time, but uh, yeah, yeah. Look, um, you guys might hate this comparison, but this is yeah, a reason yourself, why yes, I love. It. No, not to me. This is a reason I loved a guy like Fiorini. Like when he was coming up, it's he's not your your typical guy that you'd be like, oh man, like you know, this guy's a gun or whatever, but he's just always there. Like you look up, oh, who's open? Fairini. Who's open? In this one, it was Nick Martin every time. And the person I think I actually compare him to closely um, at the moment would be like a Mitch Duncan, the way that he plays in that. You just look up, it's like, oh, Mitch Duncan, how's he open? He should be, mm-hmm. like somebody should be on him. Mm-hmm. I, I remember seeing in the Telstra tracker, he was up there. I think he was top or second in this game. So he's already one of the best runners there. 
Yeah, I'm super high on this guy. If anyone drops him after a 71, like pick him up immediately. This guy's a stud. He went out drafting in a lot of leagues and a lot of players out there don't. You play waivers as well, so he's going to be a juicy mid-season pickup for a lot mm-hmm. of leagues out there. Correct. Yeah. I don't know what his... I don't think he even had that flashy numbers in the in the waffle or whatever last year, but nah. I think his game suits AFL level. I'd just ignore that. He looked like a gun. So moving on, um, Jai Caldwell. Looking at him, he, he he was one of the better scorers for the Bombers in this game, scoring the 91. Now, I just thought it must have been from the CBAs, but nay, he did not get the centre bounce attendances in this game, was still pretty low, but scored well. And you guys still pretty high on Caldwell for this year. And, yeah, you know, I own him, so I'm, I'm all in. Mm. Just worried about his I am um, a bit worried. ceiling. <laughs> I'm worried about his ceiling. I'm not necessarily worried about his floor. I'm worried about his ceiling. Like, you know, he's had a lot of opportunity this for, you know, first three weeks and hasn't yeah. pumped out a 120 or something. And I think that's might have where I thought where he might I have just, got to, at least in one of the games. Why didn't he? I, th- I just thought this game he was going to get that center bounce bump, like yeah. merits out of the team. Yeah. So I'll talk about who they put in there in a second, but like- if I don't see him get more centre bounces this week, I'll mm. be probably more concerned. But yeah, still yeah. a 91 with six centre bounces. Like, I will say that good. I was super concerned at the start of the season because we never actually seen him score in the 90s before, yep. you know, or yep. even crack a ton before, really. We saw him do it round one last year, but like then get injured for the whole year. At GWS, he wasn't a big scorer. Yes, it was a deep midfielder, but I think it's just positive to actually see him put up, you know, 100 uh, a couple of weeks ago and then a, a, big, a big 90 again this week. I know he went low in week two, but I think it's just reassuring to actually see him capable of putting up some Half decent scores anyway, and given that the bomb, like he was one of the better scorers for the Bombers too, because it was a pretty low scoring game for them as they um, as they struggled to score against Melbourne as well. So yeah, you know, being one of the better scorers in the midfield, the player that did get the centre bounce attendance bump and wasn't for a fantasy friendly role was to do a bit more of a countable job on uh, Chris- Christian Petrarca was Andy McGrath, who's probably a guy that was uh, 2G for P in the past, but I think he's sort of coming back into contention. He's not really... He's just that guy that it's like, what do you do with him? Like, he's not scoring. We thought he was maybe going to get defender status and pop Mm -hmm. for us there. Now he's back in the midfield, but not scoring in that role. If he plays wing, I don't know if he can score as well. It's like, is this guy going to be in a fantasy-friendly role or not? Yeah, after this tagging role, it doesn't look like it, that's for sure. Yeah, so worrying signs, I guess, for Andy McGrath. On the alternative, you could buy him low. Who knows? If, you, if you're high on him, now's the time. When Merritt comes back, he goes back to the halfback flank probably. And, yeah, and gets yeah. defender status. So, yeah, it yeah. could be a great time to buy low. Really, if you're, if you're in the long game, if you're rebuilding, just buy low now. Unless he's super effective as a tagger, which mm. would be bloody annoying. Yeah, quick tip of the hat to Sam Durham. I think he's a great player. Durham. I think, uh, not a great player. I think he plays a great role for Essendon. So, I think he could hold his spot, but he's just not a fantasy player. Just a good player. Um, Melbourne. Let's get on to Bowie. Jake Bowie, boys. Well, not as good as last week. I was, I was a bit disappointed that we didn't actually do a live stream last week and, um, you know, have the video clips up on TikTok and stuff like that because I really wanted to film your reactions. But, uh, yeah, look, not as good as last week, but still looking pretty good there, old Bowie. 78. I put on a bit of a uh, Twitter clip of his thirst. Oh, I saw that actually. Very waving very his arms around. He wants the pill. He <laughs> some, really wants it. That's some good thirst. He loves it. Like I said, I think he broke the combine record for vertical, standing vertical leap with yeah. his desire and thirst for the pill. So yes. he's definitely keen to get that, that pill in his hands. Uh, yeah, still a great play while Christian Salem's out of the team. Do you reckon that's something they could bring into the draft combine is just how thirsty they are? Just yeah. how much they demand the ball. Or uh, it could it could be a valuable yeah, it could be players. valuable asset yeah, for yeah. them for sure. Uh, we'll talk about that with my agent over the offseason if they want to bring that in. Uh, 
I, talk, I want to talk about a guy. He's 2G for P now, I'd say, this year. has he? I don't think we've given it to him just yet. No, not yet. I think he has to be now. Uh, he's going to get defender status. I'm talking about Gus Brayshaw, the superior Brayshaw um, on the pod. So, Jeez. Gussie, 20 marks. That's big. He's not going to get 20 marks every week. He's, he's not. not but he's not going to score 150 each week either. And look, sail him out as well. We that's talk about that. That's a huge thing. But at the same time, he, he's going to be one of the better defenders this year. At, yeah. For a keeper league, you know, he's going to go 80 to 90 um, and that's 2G for P. Do we hold off until he gets that defender status? Surely he's... he's it's this week? Yeah, round three. Yeah, Ultimate Footy will do it on Wednesday. They reckon it's definitely going to happen? I reckon it's probably going to oh, happen, but I'm just yeah. questioning. Yeah, let's 2G it. He's 2G. Going to have to wait a little bit longer in AFL Fantasy to get that defender status, which could be a bit annoying, but yeah. Um, let's talk about Trent Rivers is just my last one. So another defender, obviously it's unfortunately it's not going to stay for too long. I think with Salem out as well and Jake Lever coming back this week. So he might be squeezed out of that rotation, but he's one of the guys in the long term in your keepers that he's a great stash because he's still really, he's a quality player and can score. He's been uh, hurdled by Bowie really, hasn't he? Yeah. We all kind of thought it was Rivers um, yeah. early on and then. Jakey boys just jumped They're in. both good players though. Like I think oh, yeah. long term, you know, I'd still be looking at High him, quality. but he's now a stash and he's not a guy short term that you're probably looking at. Did you check Rivers' time on ground? Uh, I didn't in this one. Yeah, usually it's just pretty low. So I was just wondering it if It is generally low. If that's Which improved. I, would, I will say, um, talking about your lizard from earlier, that is the biggest thing for him this year. He's, he's mid yeah, 80% yeah. time on ground yeah, this no, year. So, massive. you know, if, if we see that tick in the future for Rivers, and I think that's, that's, I think that's purely just on the playing on the halfback line. Like it's not yeah, just- it Yeah, it is. Yeah, because yeah, his role previously is just yeah. different. But yeah, Rivers as a halfback player, yeah, getting low tog. I'll have a quick look. Yeah, no worries. It's not a huge concern, but- 60 Two percent, yeah, still low, around. isn't it? Yeah, yeah. interesting. And nice. seventy-eight points, so can score in, in low tog. Yeah. All right, let's move on to the showdown. Fuck. Uh, yeah, it wasn't the best night for uh, for me, <laughs> that's for sure. Uh, actually, it wasn't too bad. Mighty Pier. It wasn't too bad because we might end up with a new coach on the back don't of blame it. Blame Ken. But... Blame Travis. He <laughs> can't <laughs> kick straight. Yeah. All right. Let's okay. Let's, let's blame Travis for the last six years of uh, <laughs> woeful results. Hey. Anyway, look, I finally got my port membership today. Actually, it came I mean, in the mail in, in round three. Yeah. <laughs> Coincides with the coincides with the exact time that I want to take it back to the club and hand it back in. So, yeah, thanks for that Port Adelaide. But uh, yeah, better late than never. I guess. Count the crows. Yeah, fuck me. <laughs> um, not a lot to talk about here because most of the uh, superstars uh, were the ones that actually played, or the ones that are two G four P were the ones who scored well in fantasy. But there's a guy we have to talk about, and that's Harry Schonberg, the showdown specialist. He, he, really, he really is, or it's more like bottom four specialist. I think he plays yeah, well. really well against bottom four sides. I think his two best scores last year were against North Melbourne, and I think we're going to be the North Melbourne of this year anyway. So. I wanted him sacking still in the last couple of years because we don't beat top four sides. We never have, even Crow's in a good a top period. Four side, mate. I know, but and now we're losing to bottom four sides. We can't <laughs> even put them away now. Jeez. Anyway, uh, 108 points for Harry Schoenberg. Um, good performance. Seems to play well in showdowns. He is the showdown specialist. And I will say it again. He came up against a bottom four side. So, uh, no, nah, look, he was really, really good. And what I, what I really noticed is like the last few weeks, or not last week, the week before, like especially round one, his kicking efficiency was at 20%. 
right? So it was trash. This week, at least, he's up with the league average on his kicking. And because he does all the other kind of like, you know, he finds the footy pretty well, dishes the ball out pretty well. Like he's fine in that respect. It was his kicking that let him down, really. And that's the thing that really concerned me if he might getting moved out of the midfield, especially when, like, we still haven't seen Crows with a fully fit midfield yet because Sloan was out again. So that kind of concerned me there. But I think with the way he played on the weekend, he looked a lot better. I'm still interested to see how Crows play with, you know, Sloan back in and a full strength midfield and against good opposition as well. Um, but yeah, look, I'm watching with interest though, that's for sure. So I'm just hoping he doesn't get bumped down the pecking order or anything like that. But yeah, very good performance from Harry Schoenberg. I was quite happy with it. Okay, as preseason, you said he would average 85 plus. I think earlier you were 90 plus, but then in your article, you bumped it down to 85. So you cooled a little bit. He's still on track. Averaging 84 at the moment. So not too far. Sean, Schoenberg. I did say Schoenberg. They call him Shonny. Yeah. I don't know. I heard I an N. I heard an N in there. Well, see, it's the German pronunciation. I can't help but pronounce the surnames correctly, just like how yours is pronounced Hayden and not Hayden. But anyway, we'll move on. Name's Doss. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, another few that don't really interest me too much, but Elliot Himmelberg had 92 points and he just did that on the back of four goals. Um, he's probably undrafted in every league and hopefully well, probably that will stay that way. I think that was more of a one-off performance. And Todd Marshall had 90 points. Kicked four goals. Uh, five goals, I think it was in the end. I've got four written here, but I think it was five. Um, I wouldn't trust it though. But yeah, a lot of Port Adelaide players low in output and you know Crows were just all the 2G4 players went well. So not a lot to talk about really in this game. So I think we'll move on to G. GWS versus Gold Coast for UKs. Yes. Well, uh, it's officially, finally, uh, Braden Pru season, I think. 108 points. So, 16 touches and 34 hitouts for the big guy. Oh, for all of us, I don't think this score really surprises us, does it? Really? You know, we've always known he can do it. He just yeah. has never had the yeah. opportunity. So, um, yeah, we've played really, really well. And um, I think, you know, he'll be locked in for the rest of the season. I don't think they're going to play a, a two-ruck you know, set up, you know, Flynn played done, well man. in the VFL on the weekend. But when you've got so many tools up there, you know, um, Himmelberg, um, Hogan, etc. like they don't need, they don't need a second Ruckman. So, um, I don't know. I don't trust Leon, honestly. Like great score, still had a low time on ground, like 60% time on ground. I'm just saying, just building back, I'm baby. just not going to bank on it, you know, like it's a great score. He'll be good when I, he plays solo. I don't solo, think he's going to be a hundred plus yeah. Ruckman, but you know, he's going to be I still pretty, reckon he might solid. be 2G4P within three weeks though. Yeah, wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. Uh, Jesse Hogan, Hef, your boy. He had 85 points. And look, I will admit I was very, very lukewarm on him in the preseason. But he had a nice second game. Uh, 17 touches, kicked two goals too. And I thought worked pretty hard. So, I um, did mention it on the waiver wire pod. Only 55% owned. So, it might be one worth having a look. They've got uh, the Crows in a few weeks' time. And they're playing Frio this week. So, there's a few kind of uh, potential games where he could get off the chain. So, um, just have a look at him. Um, you know, if you do need a, a forward who, you know, can give you an 80 odd now on to lucky ash now he actually has a role for once uh the last couple of weeks he's been running around like a lost sheep it may not be the most <laughs> fantasy friendly role but it's a proper role nonetheless so for those who didn't catch the game uh lucky with a bit of help from maddie DeBoer, shut down the mighty took miller restricting took to only 17 touches i think maybe his lowest um touch register in maybe 50 games or something ridiculous he just absolutely got annihilated so um ash had 15 touches himself and six tackles and had 17 cbas which i think was one of the top two in the whole game so we see that run with roll just sticking with uh took like a bad smell now while the role isn't really what we want as fantasy coaches what it does mean is midfield minutes and i do like that and i think with defender status you can kind of roll the dice with someone like ash purely because of um 
you know, that D status. So I think he's a hold. Um, hopefully it just is a bit of an introduction into that GWS midfield. We know that, you know, um, Leon can play funny buggers with who's playing where, but um, promising nonetheless. So I'm a little bit buoyed with uh, Lockie after being a bit of a miserable yeah. ash owner the last couple of weeks. I, th- I also think long-term you'd just be stoked that if he's getting some runs in there, usually, you know, long-term, the tag doesn't last forever. You're not a tagger forever. And, and getting those runs in there, running with the best of them in a couple of years' time, hopefully he's set free. So it just gives you some hope for the future as well. I also think if you have to own a tagger, having one with defender status is the worst idea. Yeah. So, yeah, it's fine. Uh, love it, love it. And I uh, have to touch on my boy Tanner Bruin. 68 points from him. Just keeps getting those CBAs. Eight this week. And for reference, uh, Cogs only had three. So uh, Bruin has 17 touches. Annoyingly, 14 of those were handballs. We don't like that. So lift that uh, ratio, please, Tanner. Um, and only 67% time on ground. So I reckon he's one who could explode by the end of the year. He's just getting all the opportunity in the world. Uh, the Giants seem to absolutely love him. So I'm excited for what uh, the future holds for T. Bruin. On to the um, Suns. Ah, got a touch on my boy, Jeremy Sharp, 84. Jeez, I've got a few boys in the row there. But um, <laughs> look, the Sharpedo silence, the doubters from last week. Sharpedo. Doss was very, very off the Sharpedo. Um, I said buy low, didn't I, last week? Yeah, maybe, but he shouldn't even be buying low. Anyway, he, re- he returned to his wing, uh, had 21 touches, knocked the rat out of that position rightfully. Uh, my gut feel was he said he needed a few. He's had that preseason niggle, so... Looks to be back up and to his best. Um, I'm very keen on him, man. I'm surprised. Only 56, 56%, uh, 56% ownership in ultimate footy. So um, definitely could do worse if you need a M7, M8. Um, he is a very good player. Was Ratkins out of this side? or was he-, he was in. He was just back to being... Okay. I think his time on ground was like super low, like 50 or 60%. Yeah, okay. So Ellis was pretty trash as well. So were they on the other wing just rotating or something? Yep. So the Sharpedo, it's his wing. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know if that's going to stick. But anyway, (laughs) on to a few worrying signs for the Suns. And these are guys I really want to delve into with you two. Jadwitz had 64. Now, this may be a big call, but are we actually very concerned about Jadwitz? Now, he might not look like it. He's had an 89 and an 82 in his first two games of the season, but... A shit ton of his score has come from hitouts. So he's had 28, 38, and 31 hitouts. So almost a half of his score on the weekend came from hitouts. That's pretty normal for him, though, isn't it? Yeah, he's usually around the 15 ish. You know, obviously missed. Um, he's missed a bit of footy, but you know, a couple of years ago he was around that 15 kind of touch player. I'm just a bit worried that the game may have passed him by a bit in terms of he's still a fantastic tap ruckman. Don't get me wrong there, and he's going to be an asset to the team, but. From a fantasy point of view, turning 30, I reckon he's one if you owned, I'd definitely look at trading. I'd definitely be tempted to trade just purely on age and where my team's at. But I think also as well, coming back from the ACL, he's going to be a bit slower around the ground. Just give him some time to ease into it, I think. Because he wasn't even, he didn't even play in the trials because he was touch and go up until mm. round one. So I think you've just got to give him a little bit more time, that's all. That's fair enough. Yeah. No, I'd be, I'm a bit worried, that's all. What do you expect? What, what, it depends what you're expecting out of him. Because I, I probably wasn't expecting like huge 90s this year, to be honest. I was probably expecting a I'm just more. Kind of I'm score. just more worried that the 64 is more likely than the 82. That's my- I don't opinion. say that just yet, personally. Okay. I think he just gets enough hit outs, like you said, even if he doesn't get too many touches around the ground, I still kind of see him be- like serviceable, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, fair enough. Uh, Will Power had 46 points and I honestly can say I did not see this having a start of the year. I even had him in my classic side. I thought yeah. he was going to explode. He's had a 55, a 63, and now a 46. 
Uh, plain and simple, he's just not finding enough of the pill. So um, it's his fifth season. He averaged 72 last year. Um, he had six kick-ins, so he's got absolutely no excuses yeah. for not getting you know um, a good score with that kind of amount of kick-ins. The most of anyone on the field that was. He even gained 476 metres, so he's getting the ball and actually playing good football with it. He's just not... Um, you know, getting enough of the footy. So, genuine concern because I've got high hopes for him. But you know, how many weeks can you you know continue to be? You know, look, uh, I think with these guys where we've seen signs, you and I both have super high on him. And I, I don't know what you think, Hef, on Powell. You had any interest in the past? I've had interest in the past, but I think it's more so we're seeing a lot of teams like maybe only getting one good defender score out of them. And it's generally the guy taking the kick-ins most of the time. Mm. Now, I know Power took a lot in this game, but we're not seeing a lot of the kick mark play across halfback at the moment. We're seeing just let's move it's the ball on as quickly as possible. Footy. Yeah, that sort of stuff as well. Now, what we always see every year is the game start to yeah, slow down to after change. a few rounds. So, like, it's always quick to start off with. Everyone's trying to win. Then after a while, people start to think about percentage and things like that and starting to cut things off and things like that. I'm willing to give him more time is what I'm trying to say because I think just the style of footy, the only play team that is still playing that style of footy is West Coast really and they're just doing that because they know they're cooked they're just trying to slow things down and stem the bleeding and stem the percentage right now totally agree and what I was going to say like if we're all high on him and you know I think we've seen enough over his short career already that there's nothing to say things are going wrong it's three game sample they're probably trying a new strategy it's not clearly not working for the Suns I'd be keen to buy low so don't don't throw away all your preseason research nah just yeah wait wait five this is the perfect chance to buy low because he's He's got mm-hmm. a dog shit average next to his name. Yeah, so, yeah. Go, go feast on it. I like it. I like it a lot. Um, Pies and Cats is the next game. Jeremy Cameron, I'll start off with for the Cats. 101 points, kicked six goals, one, and had nine marks. Massive last quarter, kicked three goals and had 50 points alone in the final term. Look, I flagged it in round one before he got uh, injured. I thought he looked really up and about and back to his best, back to that Jeremy Cameron of old, of uh, primetime GWS. And, you know, he averaged 88 in 2019. And I think if the Cats are up and about, which they do seem to be, uh, he can definitely push a mid-80s score this year. I reckon he's um, still a little bit undervalued in the in the fantasy circles this year, Big Jezza. Got to talk about Maxi Holmes, 79 points. I just love watching this guy go about it. Uh, really, he's he's a collective boy uh, for the Keeper League pod, I think we'll call yeah, him. Yeah, we're, we're on board. All on board. <laughs> 21 touches, 67% time on ground. I just keep being impressed. So what I liked the most about his game on Saturday night is he impacted the game late. So when the game was on the line, they were chasing down that, that um, deficit. They were kind of get past Collingwood. It was where he kind of stepped up. So he had nine or 10 touches in the last quarter and actually did some really good things, hit up some targets inside 50. So he was only 51% owned on Saturday night. That's only risen to 53%. So I'd be getting on board quickly with that center forward status. Um, He's the only real junior in that cat side. So the cats dropped. Zach yeah. Guthrie, um, who's probably the next kind of youngest. Yeah, we don't care about the Conning. He's he's um, you know no good. So key defender, um, yeah, key defender. But Maxi Holmes, they're just like, yep, start that wing, have some CBAs. Basically, like yeah. you're the next guy in line. So you got to get on board. I can't believe he's only owned by fifty three percent. Yeah, and the Cats probably would have won that by ten plus goals had they selected Zuthri, uh in the starting side as well. Fact, <laughs> yeah, that's, definitely, yeah, that's factual. <laughs> uh, lastly, look, Brad Close had sixty seven uh, points. Uh, didn't hit the heights of his game last week, but I think he's just tracking nicely as well. Um, you take a 67 from a forward who didn't have a massive game, kicked one goal, had 14 touches. Um, I can't believe he's 81% owned when someone like Maxi Holmes is um, 
53% owned. But look, I'm you happy get, to monitor. You have one big game and early like, season and yeah. jump on. Yeah, yeah but uh, I, I like what I'm seeing with Brad Close. So just one to monitor for the rest of the season. On to the Pies. Jamie Elliott, he had 98 points, uh, 26 touches and two goals. Had a heap of CBAs, uh, 11 CBAs in fact. Actually had four more than Patrick Lipinski. So worrying signs. Yeah, he's kind of playing that uh, Jordan Degoe-ish, you know, switcheroo role in there, which they did flag in the in the preseason. So it's good that McRae has stuck with his guns there. Um, he had a seventy-eight against the Suns this year. No, I reckon if you're contending, he's one you should target because I don't think the owner, unless they're contending as well, is going to be too. Um, was it committed to Jamie Elliott long term? He's you know late th- late twenties. And the, the Pies are playing pretty fantasy-friendly footy, so I reckon he's worth You might want to do it this week too because with Dugowie, yeah, missing time. Yeah, absolutely. So he might, should have more might get a huge time. bump this week. I like it. Uh, Isaac Quainall had 80 points, 21 touches, 7 marks. Went at 86% disposal efficiency. The commentators are absolutely frothing on how good he played, and he actually did. He played really well, definitely one of his best games, and he got the Pies up and about early um, especially. So... He's always a name that's on a lot of coaches' fantasy radars. I know he's probably got a bit more of a super coach game, which probably hurts him, but fantasy coaches are always quite high on Isaac Quayner. However, I'm not. I think he has a ceiling that just is not that good. He's very consistent, don't get me wrong. He averaged 70 last year. Um, He doesn't have one fantasy ton to his name. He's got a a BCV-adjusted one, but... For a guy who plays high time on ground, which he does, he's always mid to high 80s. There's plenty of ball magnets in that Pies back line. I just think that Isaac Quayne is a bit of a, yeah, just a guy kind of operator back there. I think he's, in terms of fantasy scoring, not necessarily just in the way he plays, but I think he's kind of like a Adam Saad, like just the way he's going to score. Like he won't be a 100-plus average. It won't be a kind of, he'd be like low 80s, high 70s type for his career. That's what I think he's going to be like. And pretty reliable at that. Reliable. Too, but, I but, yeah. disagree. But I think short term, you're correct. I just think they've got so many mouths back there. Like, yeah, true. In, in but when's that changing? Where, in another team, yeah, <laughs> he's the Gold changing? Coast. He's going to be a 90 plus guy. Well, Jeremy Howe's not going to be there it's forever. Not a Jeremy Howe player, though. Like, they've been playing Chris more in the guts. Does that continue? I, I don't know. But you're Chris you're, could go back, and that I stuff think there. I think he could become more of a mouth to feed as his career develops. Like, he's only what 22. Yeah, mm. he's not old. Yeah, he's around that. So yeah. I, I still yeah. think there's some scope for improvement. Okay. And lastly for the Pies, I want to talk about Reef McInnes. He had 59 points and he really impressed me in his first game. Looks a, a good size, uh, quite tall. Had a bit of Jay, uh, Josh Dacos vibes out there. Look, the long flowing locks and a kind of taller uh, taller kind of stature. Almost looks a bit Caleb Poultry. I kind of double took twice. I was like, oh, Poultry's playing. And I was like, oh, no, it's McInnes. Uh, I don't know what happened to Caleb Poultry. I think he's, um, he's lost at sea. He's on the side but, of the um, McInnes had 14 touches at 71% disposal efficiency and did a couple of nice things. Hit up a good lead um, you know, at one point in the game and was a solid junior scorer. So uh, definitely impressed by what I saw. And um, yeah, one you could kind of stash for a couple of years' time. I reckon he might be worth some value. All right. Uh, Dossie, you had the pleasure of watching the Brisbane versus North Melbourne uh, trouncing, so... Oh, and what a pleasure it was. Yeah. <laughs> it was a great game of footy to watch. Actually, can, um, we, uh, can we actually tell the story? You were actually booked in to watch the Collingwood game, but Dossie got, Dossie got on the frothies on Saturday night and uh, <laughs> Kay's usurped him and said, well, if Dossie's not watching either, I'm going to watch this one and you can catch up the North Melbourne game. So I had a couple bit, of frothies, but I actually finished off the night with uh, three back-to-back 600ml water bottles, which, yep. um, yeah, the H2O was Always very nice. a good option there, Dossie. Backed them up, yeah. How'd yeah. you feel the next day? 
Very good, actually. Yeah. yeah. Fresh. Good. I just I saw your show doc, your notes in the show doc were very late to go up, so I thought you might have struggled Sunday, that's all. I uh, still struggled, but it was more just <laughs> the body was, was okay. completely cool. <laughs> right. um, anyway, yeah, moving on, though. There, there was a couple of bright sparks in the North Melbourne side. One in particular that I want to talk about, and that's Curtis Taylor. So we kind of mentioned him on the bonus uh, waiver wire podcast as well that you can get for members. Sign up as a member, link in description below. That's right. But uh, anyway, Curtis Taylor's role was pretty interesting to me in that he didn't play as a midfielder on paper, but was playing as an extra midfielder out there. It, by the eye test, he was starting as a forward, but he was basically, he was playing as that extra midfielder around the ground. So it was really cool. He was at a lot of stoppages kind of thing, just on the outside as well. But 96 points, 23 disposals, eight marks. Yeah, he, he was pretty fantastic in this team. And I've seen some good signs in the past couple of weeks, but his score didn't warrant kind of bringing it up on the pod. But now he's popped one out, and I think the role that I just really loved that role, free reign to run wherever he wanted. So mm-hmm. um, I'd suggest I'd take a dabble, you know? Yeah, he was one that impressed me a few years ago. I think it was two years ago when everyone had him in their classic teams, and he started putting up some good scores and then got injured, and he kind of took a while to get back. So, mm. yeah, I think Curtis has definitely got some uh, fantasy potential, that's for sure. So I do wonder what if that sort of free reign role where he starts forward, floats in the midfield, if that continues when they get the likes of LDU back next week and then whether, you know, Taron kind of takes that similar role when he comes back. But in the short term before Taron kind of makes his way back, pretty keen to see how he goes. Is it Taron or Taron? It's been called Taron now, I think. Apparently you can say whatever you want. Yeah, he just calls himself Taz. Taz. Yeah, yeah, Taz. Uh, yeah. Tazza. Yep. All right. Um, moving on to a player that I was kind of keen on last week who stunk it up in this game was Jared Polak, uh, your former former pair, former yeah. pair player. I actually had some friends who were like actually concerned that we were giving him away and not paying him the $700,000 contract that he wanted where I thought they were crazy for actually wanting to consider keeping him for that. <laughs> but anyway. Look, I actually, uh, if he keeps getting the game, mind you, I have some slight interest still. Just because- I don't think he's getting a game too much longer. You don't though. think? Yeah, no. you don't think so? No. I think he's, for, like we were talking about before, what, cause what's lower than B2P? I think he's almost yeah. there. Well, the fact, I mean, just North didn't touch the pill. So if they do, he's on a Makes wing. He's still on a wing. So, you yeah. know, if, if he get he, he's got the role, basically. The other player who came back into the side for this game was Jaden Stevenson. So he scored a 73, which is serviceable as well. 22 disposals, three marks, two tackles. And I wonder, did he get a few center bounces as well? I'd have to check on the center bounce attendances here. So, yeah, he, he managed to get 12 CBAs in this game. So, that's really good signs for him. Again, there was players missing from the rotation. But I think that's got to be his role going forward is just that bit of mid-time to get him involved. Because playing as a forward, sometimes he can just go missing a bit. From so, memory, it all came in the second half as well. So, like, I reckon he was just not in the game at all. Yeah. And they just chucked him back so in. Like, go and get a kick, son. Like, yeah. yeah. That sort of thing. So, so yeah. I hope something like that continues going forward because it's really his pathway to being relevant, I guess, again. Um, now, moving on to the Brisbane side just uh, something on the stadium do they mm. play have you guys noticed at the gather yeah they play do, does players pick players pick songs i'm not sure how it works i, like, I know I think they have yeah. their songs yeah if it, i don't know if it's like yeah, there's a, a song for a select few i'm not sure if every player has a song maybe just sure. the forwards or something yeah i'm not sure but, but like Liam mccarthy it. it was like there was a few goals in a row and it was like jesse's girl kept yeah, playing yeah. It's like jesse's girl and i'm yeah. like are they just playing the same song but i think it was because lincoln mccarthy was kicking yeah. them and then like Charlie Cameron kicked one and it was like, 
the Take Me Home Country song. Road, yeah. Country Road. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, it was, yeah. I, there was I did, footage of him singing along to it after he kicked it. Yeah, like, he was singing. It, out. Yeah. <laughs> it was awesome. Anyway, <laughs> interesting, uh, interesting thing that I noticed. That was what I was paying what attention song to. Be? Uh, probably get one of the, the the massive hits we've had out yeah, there. Put the right? Paddy Dowsley. Who's carving? Who's carving in the VFL? I might add. I think he's averaging. Uh, Gets the game. Let's go. Jared Berry. I just. I know he's. You know, borderline one of these two G for P guys in the past, but he hasn't been heading into this season. I, th- I don't think he's quite gone bang yet, and I still think there's a window of opportunity to kind of come in for a sly little offer if if you're dabbling in that sort of rebuild phase. Because I think he does still have the scope to go to be that 95 to 100 kind of guy. Yeah, he needs lines to retire. Which, he needs, you needs know, a permanent spot. He's in not that young. These guys yeah, true. like. That, that's what I'm just saying. What I, is Lions? 31, 32? Or is he 30? 30. 30. Is that, yeah, it's more just the fact that he, he's coming back from a long layoff. Mm. It takes time. There's to only build. 29 Lions. It takes time to build into your form though, Barry. And I feel like he's one of these guys like, I don't want to get too excited, but you know he's got that frame of a Crips, a Fife, a Steel, this big bodied midfielder who's just strong tackles and all he needs to build his score is those disposals. And we're talking about these, you know, older midfielder. I, yeah, I'm is just thirsty enough. Thirst may be an issue. Mm. Yeah, maybe that's it. Anyway, moving on. Um, Zach Bailey, I don't. I think you guys have refused 2G for P. I think we did 2G for P in the first week, didn't we? We've got to make a list. I don't think you guys did. I think you disallowed it. Uh, I think, I don't know. I think he's definitely 2G for P though. I think I'd have to agree. Add him to the list then. Um, this and the last person list. I want to talk about just from the Brisbane side of things um, that, you know, you could talk about all the forwards who kick snags and tunned up every week. But one consistent role that seems to be there week in, week out is Darcy Fort mm. um, just getting that ruck time in for them. He had 15 hit outs, kicked a goal, 11 disposals. He played better than McInerney in this game as well. So And McInerney's rubbed out this week too. Yeah, suspended. So ruck and solo. Yep. Funnily enough, he played for Glenelg, I reckon, Darcy Fort before he got drafted to Geelong. Centrals, and, I reckon. Uh, Centrals, one of them. Yeah, Centrals. Anyway, he was actually a very good scorer in yeah, the Yeah, he was huge. Um, so, it's not he really He was co- consistently like, looked at and then he just never got a gig at the other previous clubs he was at. Yeah, so. yeah. Yeah. He, um, yeah, he's worth a look. Just a consistent role because obviously there's huge scores here. And so. they're definitely going down that two-ruck path. That's yeah. very much- Yeah, they're um, playing them every week. Absolutely. Uh, the Blues v. The Hawks. This is one hell of a game on a Sunday afternoon. I uh, thought the Hawks were going to come back and roll them. But uh, tell you what, boys, Chankuth Jiath. I don't know if that's how you say it. Yeah, that's how you say it. Sick. Yeah, you know. Anyway, he was basically the reason the Hawks got back into the game. 27 touches, 570 metres gained. His run and drive was ridiculously good. Um, just really not sure about his actual defensive prowess, but, man, he's great to watch. I reckon he'd be close to 2G4P. Very close. One more, because he did have the down week last week. True, so, you've got to back it up a few good, times. He's such a good player. Yeah. Speaking of such a good player, uh, it's Dylan Moore. He's officially 2G4P, Hef. Not hearing any pushback. I'm not hearing one bit. Uh, I don't know. Like he was playing on a wing for most of this week. Was he? He's not doing that every week, is he? No, he's a high half forward man. But he's he was starting a- on the wing. Like he was actually every he scored wing- 111, 75, and 109, and is your forward. Yeah, but I'm saying like every every stoppage he was starting on the wing in that second half. I think so. I don't know. Like, is that role going to be consistent? I think you're confusing with Harry Morrison. No, no Harry Morrison number one. Moore's thirteen. He was on the wing. What's a replay? 
If you don't believe me. He just runs up and down. He's just a fucking workhorse. If, he, if he's on the wing, I'm even more yeah. keen. But I'm just saying, is that going to continue each week? I, I felt like that could have contributed to a bit of a he's high score. That's all. He doesn't matter where he plays. I he love him. I'm, I'm the, he's one of our joint boys. I, I, don't, ha- him. I don't hate him. Like I'm just saying, I'm just that's just the he only just, thing I'm throwing out there. How many? Look at the forward averaging ranks, man. Like, yeah, I know. Let's that's have a like, look. I'm saying it's good. We'll just move on. Like, I'm not saying like this not is not How too cheap for quality. Too cheap or paid. Because it's early days. It's Hawthorne have played like three or well, three pretty lowly sides. Carlton are not, but they played really well against Carlton. Uh, we haven't seen Hawthorne stink yet, or I don't, think, I don't think we've seen a true reflection of where Hawthorne's actually at. So I'm just tentative of that. That's I'm all. actually like, what do you mean? Carlton aren't that bad, man. No, they're it's not. Good. But like, they're also a team that's kind of like have traditionally been bad and they're kind of running, playing on a fair bit of emotion right now. It's I think the as ninth, well. highest, okay. ninth highest averaging forward in the game. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not saying he's not all the right, caliber. Hang on. I just want to wait. That's all if, right, like, if Blakey's not getting it, Dylan Moore's not. Not getting it. Settle, guys. Settle. I've got a. I've got a um, a, a pathway to to reconciliation here. Yeah. Kays gets to watch every Hawthorne game from now on, <laughs> and every week Dylan uh, Dylan Moore gets mentioned until he's two G for P. Yeah, I'd just like to see one more week. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Who are they yeah. playing this week? I'm like, I'm keen. <laughs> yeah. I, just lo- I really love him. He's oh, so no, good. I'm not doubting it. I just want to give him one more week just because there was that 75 in there against Port Adelaide. Um, he doesn't yeah. play well against bottom four teams. Maybe that's it. Yeah. yeah. Um, John Newcomb added nine points. Uh, a lot of love for this guy too. Not in Actually, my- no, 111 against North Melbourne the week before that. So that's, that's debunked. Uh, anyway, <laughs> uh, John Newcomb definitely not in the boy category, but uh, I like he just has a genuine crack. Um, definitely not the flashiest, uh, but he's just a hard worker. Now, the thing I like about Newcomb, he was one of um, Sam Mitchell's favourites from VFL days before he got the call up as a mid-season draftee. He had 17 touches and six tackles, and I honestly think he's a key piece of their midfield going forward. We saw that um, Tom Mitchell didn't even start the game. He started on the bench. Yeah. Um, he hardly had any CBAs. Titch had 10 and John Newcomb had 11. So if that's not a little bit of a movement to the future, I'm not sure what is with that. I'm loving the, the fact he's marking. I just didn't know he kind of had that ability to get out in space. Like the disposals aren't super high at the moment, but six marks, six tackles. I think a couple of weeks yeah. ago he had five marks. Like he can actually it's take- nice yeah. spread. He's, yeah. He works hard and yeah, he's that in and under guy who's kind of adding a bit more kind of outside game mm. to his, um, you know, his um, repertoire. Hef. Yo, talk to me. William Horatio Day. <laughs> okay. 91 points. Yeah. Welcome yeah. back. Great return. Welcome back. Uh, just adds poise to their back line and they, they do need it back there. Um, look, considering his interrupted preseason, it was a really, really good first game. He didn't look like he'd missed a beat at all. But um, just want to maybe be a little bit cautious to owners this week. We've seen that a couple of guys come back, you know, um, first week score really well, have a bit of a second up blue. So I'm not saying he's not going to be good. I'm just saying. Also, Scrimshaw out for a fair while though. Yeah. Just the the Hawks back line was massive all across the board too this mm-hmm. week. Chankuth Jaff came from a 37 last week to go 110. Like, Sicily had, I think, close to 100 or 100 as well. You know, it's their whole back line carved up. They so. play a good fantasy-friendly kind of style back there too. I just wonder whether that's Carlton, though, letting him have a few kicks back there as well. Yeah. Possibly. Um, a couple of other youngsters, Josh Ward and Conor McDonald, both had 63 and 64 points respectively. Ward did some really good stuff on the inside. He had 19 CBAs, so if that isn't a kick in the guts to Titch, I don't know what is. Um, while McDonald was really good at times and um, played a bit more outside, a bit more wing, kicked a nice goal too. So I can't see both of those guys missing a game this season. I think they're going to invest a lot of time into them. They'll get games into them, and that's the reason why uh, Mitchell's not scoring as well. As well. Ward like, had the just, most CBAs. Yeah, it's, it's like... <laughs> 
they're just fully in development in the mode and they're just sharing around those CBAs. Like the thing is though as well, like will some of these kids tire a little bit as the season goes on and then you see some of those guys kind of pop Possibly. back up a little bit more? But yeah, yeah we'll wait and see. Uh, lastly, just a bit of a, a, a warning, I think. Connor Nash had 67 points and I'd trade him out ASAP if you own him. I think if there's any interest in him, get him out. He's just not up to the level, I don't think. Uh, disposal's poor, lacks some footy smarts. The only thing that was going for him is he was basically playing second ruckman at times. But I think um, with Hawthorne's lack of big key forwards, it's really only Mitch Lewis and he had an off day. Then like Jack Gunston's playing basically second tall. So I think they need to play with big boy out, especially if Maxie Lynch comes back from his uh, concussion issues. I think it'll be Lynch and Reeves going at it. Just on the um, the, the ruck thing as well, the... I, I agree with you. Connor Nash is just not getting the midfield role we thought he'd get at the start of the year. And so, like, none of them, he's none a, of them really he's, are. And he's a big bullocking yeah, kind yeah. of, you know, Mitch Robinson really style that. dude. He's not a, he's not a, he's a bash and crash guy. He's not a effective user of the footy. And I don't yeah. think Mitch will, will like but that. But I also heard another podcast. Can't remember which one. There's that many that I listen to these days. Um, but there was something about the second ruck um, and being a forward. So, ruck, part-time ruck, part-time forward being the biggest myth in fantasy scoring ever. And I actually did some research and yeah, there's no real good ruck, like forwards that play on the ruck that actually score well in fantasy. It feels like they're kind of caught in like there's some sort of purgatory in between land. But you always think about it. They go in there, get a few CBAs, an extra 10 points to their score. But there's not a lot out there that are actually that good. But I think so. if you have two genuine ruckmen, it's different. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. Like, Connor Nash is going to keep that role anyway. So it doesn't oh, matter. No, no, I was just no. commenting on the, you know, the, the ruck. He might be him, anything him going chopping out. Yeah, 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 I think it is the only thing that's going yeah, for him. Yeah, it's not that, even going to add that much. He's that big body. Cool. Uh, on to the Blues. Hef, can I 2G4P Matty Kennedy? Abs- wait, how, did we do it last week? No, you told me no because the Fab Four weren't all playing together. You did oh, say that. maybe that's why. Yeah, but yes, we can. And guess what? He's better than all the other guys. He's, he's awesome. He's the fab one. Yes. He is basically the fab one. 16 CBAs. Chera only had 10. He played, he was a bit down. So I'm not sure if he's got this, you know, it was COVID a, hangover, mm. if that's true. He didn't look really But also having it free a bit as well, like he'd get pushed out to the wing at times. And he was definitely more outside of here. Yeah, no, uh, a bit too. Chera still had, yeah, 10 CBAs, but he was definitely catch you later and yeah, it was Georgie and Hewitt and uh, Matty Kennedy you probably yeah. worry about Chera's role too with Paddy Dowdy yet to come back <laughs> into the side as <laughs> well moving on, on. on. <laughs> Zach Williams 98 points talked about him the other week too 27 touches 20 of those kicks uh, he was on kicking duties all day one of my favourite ones is you know when like uh, Nick Newman walked over to take the kick in and um, Zach Williams just said uh-uh. no, no Nick that's my footy <laughs> Um, pulled rank there. So he looked back to his best. Haven't seen that since basically, um, you know, GWS glory days. So he is back. I'm uh, all in on Zach Williams and this year. Also, guys, in the podcasters league, I forgot to set my team and I didn't actually put him on the field, but I got a sneaky feeling. Oh, and I went down to the Oracle by 10 points after oh, not no. setting my team. Oh, no. Oh, dear. That's very cute. I thought I was actually going to get up without even Looks setting like my Dossie's team. undefeated there, too, by the way. <laughs> so am I. How is that? I used to. Yeah, I was up until yeah. I lost by, yeah, before I forgot to set my team as well. Good boys. But anyway. Uh, lastly, Charles Kerno, 72 points. Said it last week. He looks back to his best. Three goals, one. Only the 10 touches, but he looks fit and confident. I think he's that kind of key forward who can just regularly impact the fantasy scoreboard. So, um, very, very keen on Charlie. All right. Let's move on, Dossie. Yeah, on to the Saints versus a Richmond game. And... Uh, Bit of an interesting this one, uh, this game. Uh, we got Saints got up in the end, but a few fantasy relevant players in this one for our keeper leagues. And I just want to touch on, I'm trying to remember as well. I've got a terrible memory. This is why we need the list. But do we 2G for P. Gresh yet? No. All right. So he's too good for the podcast, in my opinion. Are you guys on board with that? Uh, what did he score this week? An 86, I think it was. What's he averaging? Because he went low the week before. No, no, he, he's up. He's up. Is he an eighty average four? But he's purely playing midfield 
Um, he's gone 99, 76, 86. That's not even anywhere near Dylan Moore level. I don't know. Like, yeah, it's, like it's 2G4P. Dylan. No, What's like, going on? Because Dylan, Dylan Moore is like, he's a, he doesn't have the role that Gresham's got. That's the thing. Like Dylan Moore's played two bottom eight he sides. Have, and and he's then playing Cullen. it better. Yeah. This is absolute bullying. He's not I actually, put, put it this way though, I think right now Gresh is pretty much at the bottom end of if where he's going to If you had to own one of the two so. in your leagues, who would you be taking? Dylan Moore. <laughs> okay. I'd be taking Gresham. Yeah, uh, Gresh has got that pure inside midfield role at the moment and, and I think he's going to average far more than yeah. what he's actually put up at the moment. So, yeah, I'm just super high on him. Can I just reiterate, Kays? I don't hate the Dylan Moore call. I just want to have one more week just to make sure it's happening. You know? we never, we're never. we not concerned that like Jay Gresham's 24 and has never really done much. Yeah, but, like, no, 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 but for the first for like a whole bunch bit. of years, yeah. he was playing as a forward. When he finally got that midfield explosion, he played like a few games and then got injured. So, yeah. I think, yeah, huge scope for improvement. He's not going to be a midfielder next year, though. So, if that's something that concerns not you. Not forward. You mean. Uh, sorry, not a forward yeah. next year. So, yeah, if that concerns you, maybe at the end of the year, if you need to load him off, whatever. Yeah, so if you're in for a flag, he's one you want to own this year. Exactly, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, moving on, though, there's a few players that are interesting, especially in our keepers. We've talked about him for a few weeks, but Max King put up another nice score scoring in the 90s. Um he was doing pretty terrible as well. Uh, had the Superman symbol on fan footy. So He's done that two weeks in a row. Yeah, so kicked four in the last quarter, was on zero. Now, look, this was to do with um, Dylan Grimes went down in, I think, the third quarter or something like that. Yeah. So he gets off the leash when he gets the nice matchup. But still an unbelievable sign that this guy can do that, you know, kicking three, four goals in a quarter. He's done it a couple of times already and... Again, I think we spoke we spoke about it last week. He's one of the few key forwards I'm keen to pop in my uh, field every week. Yep. Uh, another player, Seb Ross, back in the uh, centre bounce attendance mix. Just the perennial keeper league guy. Um, I'll be interested to see if that holds because a guy Jack Sinclair was moved out of it for Seb Ross. Yeah, I, I think it's that. just a bit of a merry-go-round at the moment for the Saints. Who fits in there? Plus, you've got Zach Jones that isn't playing there at the moment. It's it's a really un, bit of an unknown. Are you actually. concerned about Sinclair though? Considering he's gone 108, 97, 93. Like he can score anywhere because he's that genuinely good running. Yes, but he did score like he's, you know, he's no spring chicken either. I think he's 27 27, years old and he averaged 79 in that halfback role last year. So do you offload a guy that's not going to play that midfield role at, you know, selling high up. Selling high up, I suppose, depending on what you think a defender's worth. Exactly. I'll just, you know, I just flag it if it is a role that's not going to continue because I think it's probably not going to. And just Dan McKenzie, a bit of a tip of the cap, maybe just stream him every once in a while because he's, Put up a couple of nice scores in his first three games and actually just looks okay out there. You know, he's put it together. This is his scores so far this year. He's gone 51, 66, 76, but just kind of looks more comfortable at AFL level at the moment. So just a bit of interest in uh, McKenzie, even though he's, again, just, yeah, more of a um, a loophole option. Yeah. That's all I had, boys. Okay. From the Saints. All right. Uh, Mason Wood got 70 as well, playing a wing role. He's a guy that I'm semi-interested in. Do you guys see that? Um, Mason would have someone I've been interested in all season just from his preseason just playing on the wing like you know pushing up the ground he does get plonked up forward a fair bit though as well so that's the that's mm. the thing but yeah no he always looks like he's about to go about to break out and then just doesn't do it and plus he's been in the system for a long time now I know so he just, like, he's got that yeah. role it's like you're talking about Lockie Ash finally got a role yeah. Mason Wood's finally on got his wing yeah. <laughs> he's got a, he's yeah. got a but role but next week so. he might be up forward again before we move on to the Tigers Dossie how's Josh Gotel going 
Yeah, look, he's a key defender this year, okay. so it's going to be a roller coaster at times. But no, Josh, Josh Battle's doing fine. Uh, Josh Godel, look, he had one down week and he'll, he'll bounce back. It's tough know. because he is such a he's a genuine, genuine utility. And no, it's great. Well, the thing is, he is playing key defense. So he, you know, this week he had Tom Lynch. Next week he'll be able to float loose. That's the difference. I think it's going to be a matchup based thing okay. where he can explode. Uh, don't lose coaches just nightmare. yet. Uh, Paddy Ryder back as well. Just if you had Hayes, it's probably the end of his run for now. And also stocks down for a bit of uh, Rowan Marshall at the moment. So Richmond, Jack Graham, bounce back your boy, Kays. Mm. I think he's been a favourite of yours. 87, getting some centre bounces Does as well. Does he look fit? He hasn't looked fit the first yeah, he looked, few weeks. he looked good, good in this game. So yeah, great sign, promising signs going forward for good. him. Daniel Rioli, 79, still doing really good. Had a little bit of a niggle in this game as well. Had a little lower leg knock, still managed 79. Uh, as a defender forward, he's, Take that. he's a great pick Delish. this year. And Thompson Dow. He's a big one. Thompson Dow. 23 disposals, 78 points. He passed the eye test with flying colours. Did most, anyone get a glimpse of this CBAs game? Most CBAs for Richmond. Yeah, led the yeah. CBAs. And obviously, Dusty out having a big influence there. But while Dusty's out, um, Thompson Dow, he's just developing game in and game out. Listed as a forward is, too. Is he leading the pack? You know, we talked about the pack of... Yeah. Young he is. is he leading look, that pack? Look, he is. He's getting the role. It's like, actually gone in reverse order. I thought it'd be yeah. Collier, Dawkins, Ross, then Dow, and it seems to be the opposite way. So I think I thought yeah, Ross don't would listen get to me ever. I thought it was going to be Ross, Ross, Dow, Collier, Dawkins, but yeah, Dow has eclipsed them all. Yeah. The, big, the big question for me is when do we start referring to uh, Paddy as the brother of Thompson? <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much from now, I think. He's the only one playing AFL footy. So, yeah. Uh, look, the Tigers might have to. Off-season pickup of Paddy and have the dynamic duo in, in the squad, but yeah, no. Look, I'm really keen on Thompson Dow. I don't know if he popped up on the waiver pod. He did actually. He yeah, would have. Yeah, because yep. look, he's he's got the role. You had your headphones on, but we tried to whisper the word Dow so it wouldn't set you off and you jump in and talk for ages. But <laughs> actually, anyways, this podcast. Quite yeah, an yeah. interesting note though. Uh, Liam Baker moved into his traditional backline role late in the game as well when Dylan Grimes went down. So just look at the lineups this week because he's kind of been a risky field option. If he's named in the back line, you know, I'd be looking at playing him this week. Yeah, he can score better when he's Couldn't playing tell. back there, yeah. for sure. All right, last game of the round, West Coast versus Fremantle. Uh, bit of a shit show, but uh, we'll find some fancy players in there as well. We'll start with West Coast. So, just a few interesting things um, I thought about. So, Shannon Hearn, he's a 2G4P player, but he's one to target in trades if you are going for a flag this year. Um, if the guy who owns him isn't in contention, but you are, you'll get him real cheap, I think, because, again, they'll just be trying to get whatever they can before he retires from him. So, he's one you could really pick up uh, quite cheaply, I think. Now, Patrick Naish was uh, playing on a wing, and he scored 90 points, and he was just fine in the footy running up and down the side of the field there. So, real handy scorer so far this year, and is forward eligible, has forward status as well. So, Casey, you look like you're dying to say something I about Patrick Because I own Patrick Naish. I think I took him in my last pick of our yeah. home league. And, like, it's been one of those guys where you're like, because they've played the last game of the week each time, like, I've not even looked like, because you're just like, I. You, you basically your team's played or whatever and then he's pulled out two 90s and he's got forward status I'm like fuck I wish he played it earlier so I could either loop him or yeah. even just get a look at him so happens so um, often with but, Western Australian teams but often um, it's going to be interesting to see how you know he, yeah. he's, he's the big one I reckon of these guys who've got a chance with the 
uh, the injuries and the COVID and stuff at West Coast because he seems to have really played pretty I well. I just think he's best 22 now, like yeah. easily. The only I, thing I I'm know, thinking is there's, there's two, there was two midfielders missing. So you've got Kelly and Shuey that were missing on yep. the weekend. So then the next guy I'll talk about is Luke Edwards. They're playing him on the inside. Now he's traditionally an outside player on yep. the winger. So, and I think they've got a lot of time for Luke Edwards as well. Now he scored 48 from 68% time on ground. So I'm not too concerned with that because he's still scoring okay. Yeah, because yeah. he's coming back. He's been from working injury. back from injury. Yeah, yeah. so his time on ground will increase. Groin it was, I think, from there. So yeah. six CBAs, and yeah, he was more of a winger last year. So that's just what I'm thinking. If you're going to have Gaff on one of, the, one of the wings, are you going to play Naish, who's a recycle player, or are you going to play an up-and-coming kid like Luke yeah. Edwards, who's a natural it's outside a player? How was Naish? So. I was actually quite rated Naish at Richmond. I reckon he'd be 20, he Yeah, he was up there. 24, yeah, I, he's, I think he was at Richmond four or five years, four years on the list. So probably 22, 23. 23. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so. Um, yeah, but so I'm just, I'm just wondering, like, if that's the case, because he seems to be just kind of picked up as a COVID top-up. He's probably exceeding expectations, don't get me wrong, but um, yeah. Now, Jackson Nelson. So, Dossie, you described him as the, the wettest. No, what do you call him? What do you call him? <laughs> no, I was, <laughs> I was saying that I'm gl- I saw on Twitter that somebody agreed with me. I was like, watch. I just tuned in the game and I see Jackson Nelson. He's drenched head <laughs> to toe. And I'm like, oh, no, this is a wet weather game. Like, this is, is, is it monsoon season in WA? And then the next player I look at is just bone dry. I'm like, hang on a second. The tap, yeah. Jackson Nelson, just sweating it up. Yeah, pretty sweaty um, man out there. But, uh, oh, yeah. Do you know why he was sweating so much? It's because he was tagging Andrew Brayshaw. Yeah, and he was running just, him yeah, around. just trying to chase after him all day. So he did a pretty good job in the first half, kept him pretty low, and then uh, couldn't keep up with him, so shifted him to a wing. And uh, Brayshaw got off the chain in the second half. Still managed 95 after having stuff all in the first half. So Brayshaw was definitely a fantasy gun, but uh, he's 2G4P, obviously. Um, another couple of uh, Fremantle players. We'll move on to them now. So Blake Akers, I don't want to talk about him too much because I just don't trust him. Every week, every second week, he seems to pop up with a decent score, but he had 110. The thing is, like, he just looks like he's got a wing spot locked down at the moment. So um, he's only listed as a midfielder anyway, so it's not too much to get excited about, but he looks to score okay when he's out there. Um, Jordy Clark had 87 points out of defense. Um, these are just the kind of performance I think we're expecting. We're starting to see a few more of them now. Um, so Made some poor decisions, I will say, um, not passing to the next man on your list. Heath Chapman is the next man on the list. Now, Dossie, before the show, was complaining about how much uh, Jordan Clark burnt Heath Chapman. Oh, mate. But, he, uh, so he was on 82 points, you know, early in the last quarter. was yeah. open so many times. I think Clark burned him a couple of times. He actually, what I was going to say is, yeah, Chapman sprayed Clark <laughs> for not giving him the pill. A sign of thirst. I will exactly. Say. Yeah, our spray is definitely thirst. But uh, <laughs> yeah. look, he was back in defence. Chapman was this week. Um, he spent a little bit of time at four at the end of last week's games. So we thought that might be something to be concerned about, but went back in defence this weekend. Chapman just works so hard to try to to try to win the footy. He doesn't always yeah. win it, but he just gets into spots and he kind of runs really hard to get to the spots where he can win the footy. It's just the Dockers, I just don't think, use him enough. But I think when it all clicks, he's going to be a good fantasy talent, I think. So we're just going to be waiting a little bit. It might take another year for a proper breakout or anything like that, but he Chapman's got the goods to be a fantasy player, I think. Um, just a few, uh, one guy on debut and one kind of guy on a de- debut, first start anyway. So Neil Erasmus had 64, but he also had 16 CBAs, which I thought was pretty interesting. Um, Sarong was uh, close to getting up though apparently but I think it's a good sign for Erasmus who's a player who averaged 109 in the Waffle Colts did you because I, I saw quite a bit of this game do you yeah. like what you saw yeah it was fine 
Like, oh, I liked yeah. what I saw. I thought, oh, yeah, I thought you were criticising it. Like, <laughs> no, I really yeah. liked what it I saw fine. from him. Like, yeah, I would have, yeah. I would have liked to see a few more, just like just you know, cheap, gets cheap pills, in there, but, yeah. gets in amongst it. A bit more cheap pill, and you know, kicking. And I think he kicked a goal as well. I just think he stage, looked. But, yeah, uh, I, I won't say thirsty just yet, but in Kay's words, he looked hungry. Yeah. yeah. Well, there you go. Um, <laughs> <and> thirsty. <laughs> <laughs> another guy Oak. scored very similar. Nathan O'Driscoll. So it was his first shit we made. He looked very. Take this offline. Yeah. Anyway. I'm pretty thirsty. Uh, anyway, um, Nathan O'Driscoll had uh, 60 in his first full game, so he started on the field this week. Um, look, playing on a playing on a wing, but listed as a defender, he kicked another goal from that same pocket as last week as yeah. well. So, um, look, I just hope he holds. He he doesn't look like an AFL player to me. He looks a bit thicker, a bit chonky. I don't know. Maybe that's <laughs> just the. But you always say puppy fat is uh, what talent in disguise or something like yeah, that. That's so, right. Yeah, it could be something like that. But it just looks a bit. I don't know. It just kind of just doesn't look like an AFL gun to me but uh, maybe I'm just being judgmental I don't know we'll have to wait and see on that one but O'Driscoll he scored well and there's a lot of talk about him in the preseason too so he's one to definitely watch but this this was the tweet that agreed with me it was uh, T better he goes Jackson Nelson always looks like he's playing wet weather footy not because he fumbles a lot or anything he just looks perpetually soaked <laughs> very good very good alright that's the uh, end of the round at Rewind uh, just on the membership uh, if you enjoy the work we do kind of researching all the games Please sign up as a member um, and support the podcast. If you do, you'll get access to all our bonus resources, which include uh, weekly CBA numbers, um, including special analysis on those. When I just give them to you, uh, you know, number for number, we actually look at, you know, compared to last week, compared to over the season, all that sort of stuff. So um, noticing trends and things like that. Same for the kick-in, same deal. Scores for and against, projections, the breakout tracker, and more. Obviously, the pod pod, which people are still climbing over each other to get to. Hundreds of members signing up each week. Anyone might be scoring well in that yeah. thing? In the pod pod? Yeah. Uh, no, I think Dossie's the highest ranked now. Nah, Louis. Oh, Louis Louis going up. Did Louis yeah, go Louis's... Bruce? Straight to Bruce? Yeah, he yeah, did. Yeah, Louis's doing pretty well. I yeah, think yeah. he's catapulted up. I knew I would have done that. But anyway, uh, we read out uh, 10 gold members each week. Uh, Dossie, I think it's your turn. All right. Thank you to the following gold members. We've got Scott Calder, Shannon Woods, Aaron Todd, Phil Smeets, Wayne Haywood, William Yunkin, MP. Yeah, some people don't like putting their names on there. They just put their initials. That's yeah. all right. I think I actually know the initials, but he obviously doesn't That's want to right, uh, MP. be read out. Uh, Andy Del Pazzo. Oh, sorry. Al- Andy Del Pozzo. Nick Miller and Tim Whalen. Nick Miller, I believe, is Miller time. Miller time, yeah, yeah for sure. So gold member. So what's that? Former number five, was it? Yeah, number five in oh, yep. the classic. Yep. Uh, a couple of years ago. Good, good fantasy player there, signing up as a gold member. Just what we like to see. Uh, needs Just our resources, to get that obviously. Great advice from Dossie, I reckon. Exactly, uh, that must how be how to climb those ranks. <laughs> now we have no new reviews this week, but we are up to when you combine the ratings. We've got a lot of new ratings, so up to two hundred and twenty ratings and reviews combined. So eighty away from playing a game. Now, Dossie, I was a bit worried that like I wouldn't be able to get a game at the old Kenilworth Footy Club, but having a look at your B grade on the weekend, uh, didn't kick a goal oh, against Walkerville. So and their C grade forfeited. And the C grade forfeit. So and I might, how'd your A's go again, mate? No, I'm just saying so, I might actually get up in for a chance there. Mate, like we all know a good club about how strong your BNC grade are. <laughs> All I'm saying is there actually might be a chance of me playing some footy, actually getting a game somewhere if I did decide to, if we do get the ratings up, that's all. Uh, we'll see. <laughs> I don't think my name's uh, I'm on the outer anyway. I'm, there's a line through my name at Kenilworth just because I never turned off again after my first try. You might have to go skulking back to the cats, mate. <laughs> oh, well, they, I don't even know if they'll have me to be honest. Anyway, let's move on to listener questions.
Alright, first one comes from DJ for Brooks. Uh, what did Dossie score in his round one game? So, fantasy score. Now, Dossie, you say you don't count your stats, but I reckon it would have been around the 60 mark. What do you reckon? It's a lot harder to get fantasy points in like yeah. club Amateurs. footy than you think it is. The best on ground in your grand final that you played in last year, you kept the stats. What was he? What was his numbers? Like just like, barely tunned? Oh, not even close. Yeah, yeah. 80 or something like yeah. that. And that was all tackle numbers. Yeah. Because you just don't get the outside kick mark kind of style play. Yeah. It's pretty low. I reckon, I reckon 50 well, he had at least He kicked two, two goals, goals, so he's at least 18 points. Yeah. So at least 18. 80 plus what? <laughs> I'll, go, I'll be generous. <laughs> Did you lay it? Was there any plus fours? Oh, yeah. A few one percenters. Yeah. <laughs> they don't get you points. You guys are supposed to be counting the stats. I think you boys were, oh, we were uh, too in awe. Bevies. We were too uh, in awe of the game. Yelling out, he's not thirsty enough. I wish that, was, that, point, uh, I wish that was the reason why I didn't count. But anyway, <laughs> uh, at Bagels 4, um, is Thompson Dow just a guy or is he a diamond in the rough? Getting plenty of opportunities with CBA. Diamond in the yeah, rough. I reckon so yeah. too. Um, Tappy 21, we talked about what's happened to Will Power. Just playing a different game style. No chip mark footy in defence really and moving the ball on too quickly at the goal post. I do stick by Bilo. Yeah, yeah, so do I. Um, at Dynamite Dons, um, now Will Day is back. Scrimshaw is gone for a little while. What do you see Day's output at? I reckon I reckon at a minimum, he averages low 80s. Yeah, I don't think it would change too much from what we saw. Um, yeah. Jarman Impey came back through the VFL on the weekend too, so he's another piece of the puzzle to add God, back there. So many halfbacks. We yeah, talked so about this pre-season. But uh, Scrimshaw is going to miss for quite a while. I think he broke his scapula. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. so, so he's Scrimshaw's out for... Eight or twelve weeks, I think. Yeah, I think I think an eighty average this year for Will Day. I think your third year, you should be putting up those kind of numbers. I reckon. Um, if he's not, then yeah, coming back with a ninety, so impressive. Yeah, it's so like good. that time out. Yeah. yeah. Um, at Isaac underscore WF, who is a good mid four I could target on the cheap, uh, playing Rao at the moment, but could really do with someone who is a safer ninety five plus. So he's yeah, I don't know. Is that a classic question? No, because I don't know. No, I think he's kind of targeting in trades. That's targeting all. in trades. Yeah. Low. Who's that kind of mid four range? I don't really, I'm not really sure. Could you target, I don't know. Could you target like a Lipinski or, because he'd probably get something for that flight for Rao, but is it, is, is Lipinski more safer than Rao? Mm, I don't know who, maybe, James Warple looked all right on the weekend. Could you yeah, target someone like, like him? I don't know. Footy. I don't know if he's safer. He's not safe he's 95. Not safer. Yeah. Jai Simkin. Or you go, you go a bit older, like a. You won't get a Simkin. You go maybe like a Pendlebury or someone like that. Yeah, get defender says maybe, maybe like a Hugh Greenwood as well. Yeah. I don't know. So he like, wants to dump Rao. Yeah. Just pop him down the order. I wouldn't. Thing. I wouldn't dump Rao, but yeah, like he says, he's playing Rao at the moment could really do with someone who's safer, ninety-five. So yeah, I don't know. Maybe a few of those, and it's hard to think of something like that on the spot. That's all. Um, Jason Beck, uh, will Eli Smith have to be traded to get a game? I'd say yes. I reckon that midfield role is too deep, and he's too low in the picking order. Um, at Sven eighty-five, uh, I know he's two cheap for P, but what's with Tom Mitchell? CBA's down and possessions down. <laughs> too good for the podcast. It's been we've said it a hundred times. Yeah, but, um, you still have any new listeners? They're gonna, they're gonna know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. At the yeah. end, of, if they're still here at the end of the <laughs> yeah. podcast, too good for the podcast. Yeah, um, Mitchell hates him. Just yeah, no, he's just trying to play the kids, trying to just give an even spread in the CBAs. I think that's all. It he is. had such lows. Yeah, hold on though, hold on, because I think yeah, those kids will tire, or it will only take a couple injuries, and he'll but, just get bulk again. So like not trade um, trade value up at the end of the year too. Just stuff him in the guts and yeah. give him like on your run home one fifty. Well, they're talking about trying to trade him, aren't they? And the, mm. on the off season, the thing so. is, he scored eighty seven, and he really didn't like play a lot of the you know like he was yeah, yeah. you know like he didn't have a massive role 46% time uh, for center bounces yeah. it, you know in his heyday it was 80 to 90% yeah. center bounces and and then even last He's year when he was carving it was 70% yeah. like I said maybe just 
Yeah, like you're saying, you probably hold slash target if you're in contention to try and really lift yourself at the end of the year. Mm. I'd be so tentative to trade someone like Tom Mitchell, though. Like, he's just such a gun. Um, at James U, with a lot of numbers, um, is Lockie Hunter going to get forward status? Not no. From, yeah, not from what I've seen. Um, funny story, Kay's traded Lockie Hunter and then he tons up straight away. So. <laughs> got rid of him, did you? Yeah. <laughs> Which is pretty funny. Um, you don't have to steal side bottom, though. What do you score? Uh Maybe 80, but then he, he missed a lot of the last quarter. He had cramp. Oh, no, that's not a good sign. Crack for that is really not a good sign. Year old bloke. That's definitely what I was having late <laughs> in the game. He saw me stretching yeah. it out. Uh, Dave Simpson's when his lad is beginning a game this weekend, will you say? Yeah. And uh, Matthew Wright was Reef McInnes' debut as good as he think it was. Casey, it was. watched that one? It really was. I was impressed. Yeah. I was very impressed. Yeah. So Reef McInnes looks like a gun. During the six around the Collingwood side for a few weeks? I think so. Yeah. I think. I think they might try. If he, he basically came in for Tyler Brown, so yeah, true. Been done like yeah. a lot. So there is that anything. spot. Like it's not like there's someone coming back into that. Yep. You know, a good player coming back into that role. Yep. Cool. So that's another one we can kind of keep our eye on there. Yeah. Maybe jump on in the label. Big body. As big well. body. Kind he of. Is, he's. He's. Yeah. It, it's basically. He looks like Josh Dacos. He's that kind of size. Okay. He's so yeah. Taller. Josh Dacos. Kind of, taller. Not taller. Not, not thick. Thick. Taller. Right. Maybe a ton. I don't really know. I don't you think Nick, Nick Dacos is taller than Josh. I don't think he looked that. I didn't Josh think he looked that. Taller. I didn't think he looked that big. But yeah, I don't know. Anyway, uh, well, let's Josh Dacos is only one seventy eight. Yeah, I was like, yeah, yeah, you're wow. talking about Nick. Nick's at one eighty seven or something like that. That's Reef McInnes. He kind of looked lanky to me, but yeah, I don't know. Poultry, then, if you want to be yeah, tall kind of like Josh Dacos. Yeah, I don't <laughs> no. know. No, he looked like Josh Dacos with okay. the flowing. What's his height? What's Reef McInnes' height? I'm trying to get that up now. Oh, no. Let me just look it up. I don't think it was that big, but yeah, I don't know. He looked he looked wiry. Didn't look big body to me. <laughs> yeah. 194. Okay. Yeah. Well, there you go. That's tall. Yeah. Just uh, for me, when I say think big body, I think big thighs, big chest, big shoulders. I don't think tall. That's what. That's all. You look at that frame though to fill out. That's what I'm talking yeah. about. Getting that. Yeah. Yeah, you can do it. Yeah. I'm, I'm keen. Anyways, let's uh, wrap it up. So get around us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, and TikTok. Uh, Keeper League Pod on all those platforms. Make sure you get around uh, Manscaped. Uh, use Keeper 20 for uh, 20% off and free shipping. Also, make sure you're supporting the Testicular Cancer Awareness Month by doing that as well. Sign up as a member. The links are down in the, de- in the description. You'll get access to all our bonus resources, plus the Pod Pod, which everyone's raving about. So you don't want to be missing out on that uh, with Dossie, Kyle, and Louie, and not the Statesman the last few weeks. He's been away, but he's but, been slacking off. Let's yeah, be honest. I think, I think he just everyone's seen his ranking, and he's just too scared to come yeah. out of his hole. I think that's the issue. So Needs to uh, when you he, get beaten by the Oracle in round one, your season's <laughs> not off to a great start. <laughs> Absolutely. So hopefully he can uh, get that ranking back up so he makes a return to the podcast soon. But no, he's working away. That's all it is. All right, uh, let's wrap it up, boys. Uh, thanks for doing the pod, and uh, yeah, we'll talk to you guys next week. Catch you later. So yeah.